Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. And now... Coming to you live from atop the Goldenrod City Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle TCG Cast! Hello, hello, Puckalonians, and welcome to the new, completely changed, new format, TCG Cast. This is episode 67. And we got a great new show for you guys. We've made some adjustments. We listened to much of your guys' uh, constructive notice. And we've made big changes. So this is what we're going to expect from the show going forward. The show will now be a little bit more meta-specific. We're going to talk a lot, a, lot, a lot more about the tournaments and the current decks and everything that is working. Um, we want to have, And it's going to be more of a discussion. Uh, we're going to expand. We're going to have three major segments. We're going to have the news section, which we're going to expand on. We're going to talk a little bit more about the new cards that are out. Then we're going to have our topic segment which for now we're still calling topical beach but might actually change uh and there we're going to discuss about the tournaments and uh, uh, everything that's going on in the tcg right now and where we're headed with the tcg and then we're going to end with deck of the episode where we're going to choose the best deck of the month and we're going to detailed description of it and just give our opinions and and if we can explain why the deck is doing very well but that's enough of uh, about that and our dirty laundry I need some co-hosts to be able to talk to you guys about some awesome TCG. So, without further ado, let's go ahead and start by saying, some say he doesn't hate Mondays. Mondays hate him. It's Sublime Manic. The truth has been spoken, because I hate Tuesdays. Oh, there you oh, go. It's the real Monday. The real enemy. They, they'll trick you. You'll, you prepare for Monday, and then you're unprepared for Tuesday. Yeah, that's how they get you. Mm-hmm. Revenge of the Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. And then some say that he most definitely can believe it's not butter. <laughs> it's Seth Vilo. Hello, hello. And in spirit of the new Galar region, top o the Marnin. Top of the morning to, to you. Ye. To ye. Which is a great starter conversation starter with that crazy week we just had. <laughs> of non-stop Pokemon news and completely just destroying our expectations of what we wanted from Pokemon by giving us two trailers uh, for movies and the big, huge reveal of Gen 8. 
So let's go ahead and just talk a little bit about that because it's just way too much information to not go ahead and talk. So first we had the Pikachu, Detective Pikachu trailer came out, uh, which for me was completely jaw-dropping. So I don't know how you guys uh, completely felt about that trailer. Um, it was incredibly well-paced. The music selection was perfect. Uh, it just blew my mind. And of course, you had the big reveal at the end of the trailer, which... Um, had people heads exploding all over YouTube and Twitter. So, uh, how did you guys feel about that? Savilo, uh, Ludicolo. <laughs> I could not. I, I swear, I've heard that trailer twenty thousand times. I've seen that trailer twenty thousand times. Still can't. I still hear Piccolo <laughs> for whatever reason. Piccolo. <laughs> oh my god, that's great. I, that's all I hear. I Piccolo. I'm like, okay, that's all that's right. Not its name, but fine. Pokemon has DBC. That's fun. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, what, what, what's your ta- guys' take on it? I'm excited for this movie more than just for Ludicolo, which is hilarious but yep. it's especially when compared against the uh the next movie that we're going to talk about the Mewtwo movie it's just a different art style and it makes it so this is in my world pokemon as opposed to just in the pokemon world pokemon yes. and that's what i'm most excited to see and and sublime what about you i just was very excited to see the trailer i'm like i was already ha- like looking forward to this movie and I am amazed at how mainstream appeal it is with its yes. humor. I think it's mm-hmm. going to be a huge hit, which will make Pokemon even bigger. Yeah, I, I believe so. I think Ryan Reynolds was a perfect yep, selection so to do Pikachu. He he's, And it's a legitimately his... funny movie, if even if it weren't a Pokemon movie, which I think is really yeah. important. It is important, because that's what you're aiming for when you go to Hollywood, is to try to expand upon that the fan base only. You have to it has to do good with everyone. That's why Avengers has been so big right now. It's because it's been able to expand. I mean, my mom looks forward to Avenger movies. And my mom, has, right? <laughs> she, she's not an expert or has read comics. So it's it's always nice to include that. And, and, and we do have a different trailer also revealed. Much less exciting, but still uh, shows prospect of something new uh, and refreshed. It's not only are we getting Pokemon in the real life, we now are getting our first ever CGI Pokemon movie. It's a remake. It's called Pokemon, uh, the movie uh, Mewtwo Strikes Back uh, Evolution, because they're evolving into a more CG uh, art style than just anime uh, art style. And uh, we only got a teaser, basically what we know and scenes that we've already saw in the actual movie come to life in the CG. And I just wanted to ask Sublime, have you seen that trailer? And I've what seen did you stills think about is all. It? I have not seen a trailer for it, but okay. I'm. it's hard to know how I feel about that one because I've seen the original as a child in theaters. And so it's something very, dare I say, sacred to me. So I don't know how to feel about it yet. Not upset. Like, I'm excited, I guess. Yeah, I, I I get you. What about you, Seth? Yeah, you guys heard a little bit of my opinions of the movie on Monday, because uh, yeah. we talked about it on the main show. But I'm, contrary to what Thatch and Sublime were thinking, I'm really excited for this movie, because it's, it's kind of a new take on an old thing. Yeah, it's sacred and sublime. You might not like it as much as I do, but I like seeing old things come back in a new way. Like yeah. the remakes of G- games and stuff like that, because you you always think that the graphics are awesome when you're looking at your PS One when you're six oh, years wow. old, yeah, or whatever. Whatever. I I ref- I'm referencing Spyro right now, which because I've Spyro been having a field day with that, 
And seeing it come back with modernized graphics just really tickles me. This movie really tickles me. Even the human figures, which is the most controversial thing that you heard us talk about the other day. Um, that's something I look forward to because I, I just want to see it. I, I think it's going to be awesome. The one question I have that as of recording still hasn't been answered, and I doubt it will be as of release, how do the mouths move in yeah. CGI? Are they going to be open and close anime mouths or are they going to be for whatever language this is being dubbed in? Are they going to move like the actual words form? That's what I'm well, most curious about. I think the one of the benefits about CGI is that that change in language is mod. It's moddable yeah. and adjusted. Uh, they can definitely just tell the computers that like, hey, all the mouth movements have it now. Uh, uh, move this way. I don't pull know. from the English files instead of pull. Yeah, from pull the... from the English file yeah. and the sound file. Whenever this sound no makes the move, the uh, the mouth will automatically move to that mouth instead of having to adjust the sound to the mouth. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, but uh, I'm I'm with you guys both. Actually, it it is something weird, different, and specifically, my only criticism was. Boy, did those human, uh, human uh, when Ash, Misty, Brock uh, came out really, really uh, shortly in the trailer, they really kind of seem odd. Um, and uh, I, I mentioned that on on Monday. Is the reason they seem odd is because they're CGI like humans, but to the cartoon proportions that we're we all know and love of Pokemon. Yeah. So it's like anime people, but but not the right, but not right. When all the Pokemon look like they're right there next to you, and the people look like that, that's why it doesn't look quite right. Yeah, So, but hey, I'm excited. It's more Pokemon. It's more fun. And lastly, before we jump in, I know, guys, watch out. I know this is a TCG cast, and we're going to get to that. We have a lot for you in that department coming soon. But lastly, we have to talk about the biggest reveal, honestly, of the week, and that was Nintendo and Game Freak finally announced Gen 8. It's called Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield. They take place in the new region of Galore, which by what every account seems to be the UK. Uh, so we have many of our British friends, family that are super excited for this game now because their region is being um, shown in the Pokemon world. And I and I can't I, I'm a big fan of British culture. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Doctor Who. I'm a big <laughs> fan of tea. I'm a big fan of all of that. I, I, I even to the point where I watch some uh, UK uh, British news networks because I like to know what's going on and the whole situation over there. They give uh, good coverage really at the BBC for international events. They right. also do that right. quite well, yes. Um, and, but we have our first Gen 8 and we have our first view on the three starters and I want to get your guys' quick opinion on them. Sevilla, what do you think? I know you you probably gave your uh, opinion in the main show, but give uh, basically a, a, a short version. They're all going to evolve into fighting fighting types. <laughs> I've seen the meme. <laughs> That's a beautiful meme. I'm I'm honestly of the camp that Score Bunny is 100% firefighting. Uh, we'll see if I'm wrong. Come on, no. Electric fire. Fire electric is what yeah. I for Scar Bunny. <laughs> Yeah, but that's well, what not... you want to get isn't what you're gonna get. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> True. and what I expect is not what I want. So therefore, <laughs> oh well. To be fair, we've had a meme about you're gonna be a firefighting. Yep. Uh, since Gen what Gen five Gen six every, gen, every yeah once Gen five came around and it was like oh gosh three in no. a row yeah so now every single Gen after that people just expect that yeah. the fire the fire will be fighting and then and in in their defense the last two Gens did not include a firefighting and it's uh, sublime you what do you think about the Gen eight reveal 
I'm excited. I mean, like, we knew it was coming. Um, I'm also Team Score Bunny. I don't care if it's firefighting. I still like it the most thus far. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. I like Subble more. Subble's I, my, more uh, of my my taste. I'm not on any team as far as, like, what starter I want. I want to see what they go into. Yeah. I don't know yet. Yes, I'm not, my mind none can of be these, swayed. Yeah, none of yeah. these uh, grab hold of me like Rowlet does or something like that. Yeah. So... Man. There will never be another Snivy, but I'm still excited. Mm-hmm. Well, you never know, guys. You never know. But this was a big week, and uh, we just discussed it here, guys. And uh, Pokemon's future is so bright that it fr- it's freaking burning my eyes. Um, <laughs> we got so much to look forward to this year alone that I almost feel that they're spoiling spoiling us to the point of making us completely the worst fandom ever. So let's hold tight. Let's tame our expectations on all of these. Even though that Pikachu, Detective Pikachu movie looks, in, it, it looks, and I can't, this is the, my go-to uh, expression every time I see the trailer. This movie has no business looking this good, right? Uh, right. At all. It's no business. Why? It, this movie should not look good. It should be cringy, and we should all be hating it right now. Like every uh, quotation marks uh, 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 fandom out there. Uh, that hates the movie of whatever fandom they're making. This is that's because the they case. have low budget. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Every cartoon to real life movie has been just, Hugh. but this is working, and that's what's awesome is that it works. It's it the works. And we so got the let's, but still, let's tame our expectation, and and so we can actually enjoy, and not expect us expect to see an Oscar winning movie when we go there. Same thing with goes with Gen Eight, your real world. Uh, real uh, complete. Oh, we can go through all regions. That's not gonna happen. We already saw it. It's a basic formula for Pokemon, and that's what we should be expecting. Now, enough of all, all of this. Let's jump right into what people tune in for us, and that is the great big world that is the TCG. And there's just so much going on that is just crazy. But let's start with the news in the TCG realm and start with a very important one, and that is. That the world's event has finally been announced, and we have a clear date. Um, it is going to take place at the and by, by the way, this was all notified in Japan. We still haven't had a U.S. official announcement, but they did announce in Japan that it's taking place in the Walter E. Washington Convention Center on Friday, August 16 through Sunday, August 18. Um, that's the same venue as the World 2014, uh, but. They have, as I said, this was a Japan uh, announcement, and PCI hasn't uh, I totally no, officially they... announced the details yet. I totally but thought they had. By that now. means that we will have an official uh, announcement pretty soon. Uh, what do you guys think? Quick about that, Sublime. It's a place people can go. Yeah, I mean Washington D.C. It's always weird because it's so far away from Japan, which is the second biggest region for the game. Um, so it's weird that they chose Washington D.C. rather than just go for something like California, um, that will make it easier for our Asian family members over there to come over and and play. But it, it makes it easier for our British uh, family members to come in uh, and play. So I guess now, what reason would you win. have to make British fans happy? <laughs> right? It's not like the whole next uh, game is going to be in uh, Galar. Yeah. Okay, so, but that's what's happening. Let's go ahead and move on to what you guys want to hear, and that's us discussing the b- double blaze cards have been revealed, and boy, we have some awesome gems. 
Uh, of course, they have been all revealed. We can't really talk about all of them here unless you guys want a podcast that lasts like five hours long. But that's not where we're aiming here. Instead, let's we each took three of our favorite ones and we're going to discuss them. So let's go ahead and start. I'll start with Reshiram and Charizard GX. This big boy is HP of 270. It's pretty hefty. Um, and it includes three attacks. First attack, Outrage, does 30 damage plus. It costs one fire, one colorless. This attack does 10 more damage for each damage counter on this Pokemon. Let's us remind ourselves of the 270 HP tag. Then you have Flare Strike for 230 damage. It costs three fire energies and one colorless. This Pokemon can't use Flare Strike during your next turn. This is your standard Lapras GX standard. Um, Ho-Ho GX attack where you can attack for high damage in one turn, but then you're pretty much uh, not be able to attack on the next one. At least not use that same attack. And lastly, it's GX attack. It's called Double Blaze. GX does 200 plus damage. It costs three uh, fire energies only. And it says if this Pokemon has at least three extra fire energies attached to it, in addition to its attack cost, this attack does 100 more damage, and it's not affected by any effects on your opponent's active Pokemon. Uh, uh, if you might correct me, but that means if Jolteon did its GX attack, this will completely burn through it. That is correct. Yep. Uh, you It cannot be protected if you have Chuckle. Although if you have Chuckle, it doesn't matter because you have more than <laughs> more than yeah. two uh, energies attached to it. But if you had a Pokemon like Chuckle that will theoretically be protecting from your from the attacker, it won't affect because it's protected. It just burns through whatever it is and just knocks it out. Weakness to water, resistance to none, retreat cost of three. Let's go ahead and discuss this one. Uh, let's start with you, Savala. What do you think about Reshiram and Charizard GX? It's just Ho-Oh 2.0. It's a new target for Kiawe, and it's going to be good. Yeah, exactly. I, I just feel like fire is going to be really good soon. Um, it is already, but I, I feel Blacephalon has been Blacephalon deck. Of course, is the current Blacephalon deck so last the set. Ugh. Yes, Blacephalon uh, <laughs> has definitely fizzled out, and it's not having the impact in the meta people thought it might. I see a lot more Charizard right now going around, and this might actually be a deck that might be built around it. What about you, Sublime? So, this actually kind of reminds me of the original Reshiram card back from Black and White. Yep. With that Outrage. Mm-hmm. Y'all remember that Outrage? That's, yeah. Those were good cards. Um, And I think having this on something with 270 HP on top of its already fantastic attacks is definitely uh playable and will see use. I think it, it has also, the potential. It also combines really well with the fact that Kiawe exists because you do For that. Sure. Of you course. drop it on there, your turn ends, you get hit and then by you got something. You flare strike, good to go the next turn. Well, even if you don't want a flare strike, if you just want to knock out the thing in front of you, you, you get hit by something next turn because you Kiawe'd and didn't attack. You have damage on you now. Go. Yeah. For, yep. Yep. And. and... Also, uh, Flareon GX is something that is starting to see a lot of play, too. Flareon GX has that uh, first attack. I forgot its name, but it costs only one fire energy. One your attack. Uh, you do 30 damage. Plus, if you ha- if you have... You can place from your hand onto your Pokemon up mm-hmm. to three fire energies um, that turn. Mm-hmm. So, you can put one energy on that EV, evolve it on Flareon, attack on first turn with 30 damage, and put all three energies. Let's say you use something like... 
I don't know, lady to get those uh, uh, energies from your deck to your hand, and then you play them and pow, you powered up. You attacked that turn, you didn't skip it. You've attacked that turn, plus you powered up your Reshiram Charizard yep. GX. Like a mini same turn. Yep, like a mini Kiawa, but still doing some damage. So uh, yep. it, there's so many ways that this can be a successful card. Let's wait for it. I think it's going to shock us. Speaking of shocking, Sublime, I think you have one suggestion. All right, so I'm very excited for um, something that's kind of part of my brand, has become part of my, like, um, something that I really am fond of that I didn't used to be, and that is Crows, because we got Haunt Crow GX, <laughs> which is a... I, saw, I totally thought you were going with Dark there. Like, and Dark Crows. describes and my dark brand, Rose. it's Dark. My my brand is Darkness, but it's also specifically the Murkrow line uh, yeah. as well now. <laughs> anyway... So Honscrow GX has 210 HP and has this really fantastic ability that I missed and that I love very much. Ability is called Ruler of the Night. As long as this Pokemon is your active Pokemon, your opponent can't play any Pokemon tool, special energy, or stadium cards from their hand during their next turn. So it's Chaos Wheel Reborn. Yeah. Um, it's got a, an attack. There's an attack for it. It's called Featherstorm, which does 90 damage, but also does 30 to 2 benched Pokemon. And uh, its GX attack is called Unfair, because you know what life is? Unfair. (laughs) You get to look at your opponent's hand and then discard two cards from it. Because what is life? Unfair. (laughs) It is pretty unfair. That pairs really well uh, with its ability, because there's a lot of stuff they can't play, and then you control what cards they are able to play. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not blocked by a Lolan Muck too, because it's an evolution. So there's not really a way to turn this off. Mm-mm. Yep, life's not fair. Uh, not only that, it does really good synergy with the Gengar Mimikyu GX card, because mm-hmm. if your opponent can't play their Pokemon tools, special energies, and Stadium cards, it means they're in their hand. That's which true. Which means that then Gengar and Mimikyu GX, their first, their attack does 50 damage times the number of trainer cards on your opponent's hand. You can definitely switch into a a Gengar uh, Mimikyu and do massive amount of damage when you need to, and then next turn just switch back to your Ruler of the Night and uh, make sure he just can't play stuff. It's just ridiculous how good this card is. Um, and un- uh, Feather Storm is an incredibly... It's sniping to its best form. 90 damage the to the active... The hits two things on the bench yep, is nice. 90 is such a beautiful amount of damage put a choice ban on that baby that's 120 that's a two hit KO on almost anything if it's weak to darkness it's already probably going to be KO'd uh, and then it does 30 to 2 of your opponent's bench Pokemon imagine playing Lost March um, against this those Hobbits are uh, completely in danger and Ditto as well and everything that is just low HP is in danger with Hunchka I really do like it the one thing that'll hold it back is the lightning weakness. I was thinking the same. Yes. Thank goodness yeah. Zapdos doesn't say, have a weakness. This does kill a lot of yes. other decks too though. Yeah. Like my favorite deck right now uses all special energy. Yep. And I'm like, well, I guess that's not gonna be the case anymore. Uh-huh. It's that the people are going to look out for this. For yeah, sure. it's a it changes the game whether you play it or not. I'll also yeah. point out this combos really well with non-GX Honchkrow that does damage based on how many damage counters are on the field of, yes, of your opponent's that's side. that's true. And it also mm-hmm. costs double colorless to attack with, so it's a really good combo there. 
And speaking of combos, I just said that we're going each one does one, but this particular card does have a combination that it's really is worth going into right now. So Sublime, would you read your second card? Yeah, that'd be the Dusk Stone, which uh, is an item, trainer card, item. So you can have all of the Dusk Stones, you know? And if you have a Pokemon and play that evolves into Miss Magius, Honchkrow, Chandelure, or Aegislash, you can search your deck for a card that evolves from that Pokemon, including GX, and put it on that Pokemon to evolve it and then shuffle your deck. But the real gag is that you can do this during your first turn on a Pokemon that was put into play that turn. So it's you can a have a turn without one penis, yeah. ruler of the night. Like, yeah, round one, turn one. Your opponent's like, well, it's up. Yeah. And you can't play special energy cards. You mm-hmm. can't play stadiums, and you definitely can't play um, tools on your first turn as, immediately after you play Hunchcrow. It's 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 crazy. An important thing to note is that this item cannot be used on Ditto Prism Star. Oh yeah, because those don't evolve into it. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So let's go ahead and move on to the next one, Sevilla. What do you have in store for us? Well, we've been talking about Pokemon, and I want to ground you guys in reality and talk about supporters, the things that really make this game go. So starting off, we've got Giovanni's Exile, which is a supporter. Choose up to two of your benched Pokemon with no damage counters on them. Discard those Pokemon and all cards attached to them. I think this card is fantastic for allowing you to safely play things like Lele because it mm-hmm. keeps it safe from things like Picaram that can just, oh, 170 damage on your bench, on the Lele. Eight prizes in one turn, or something stupid. Um, it lets you play all sorts of fun things on your bench and clear them off. Things like the Marshadow Let Loose, you can do that, drop it, and now it's not just a bench-sitting silly thing. Other things that have abilities about like when they come into play or that you only need to use once or twice or that are no longer relevant um, things like Absol if you if you played it down but then they throw out a Zera Aura that gives everything free retreat and your Absol is no longer useful you can just drop Giovanni's Exile to clear it off it does have the thing on there for no damage counters so it makes it slightly weaker to things like Giratina and Coco but mm-hmm. it's a really good card that I think might be a one of in a lot of things just for bench clearing. I agree. It it really people that were afraid that Picacram would mean the end of Lele because uh, for those of you at home that do not know, uh, P- uh, Pikachu and Silkram GX's GX attack um, deals if it's properly set up deals two hundred to the active and then exactly a hundred seventy to the bench. That would mean that any Tapu Lele that is in your opponent's bench is good as gone, which will most unlikely nab the your opponent uh, or nab you four prices in one turn. People were afraid that maybe Tapu Lele was more of a risk, risk now because of it. I think Giovanni's Exile gives a, a little bit more help and assures us that there's ways to playing Tapu Lele without risking the fact that your opponent can just completely annihilate you in one turn using Pikachu Crumb or other, uh, other alternatives. So it, I think it's a great card. It sucks that it is a uh, supporter, which means that the turn that you use Tapu Lele to search for the supporter that you right. need, you can't obviously use Exile to immediately get rid of it. Uh, you It will be there for one turn, meaning that there is a chance your opponent can nab it. But in the process, the next turn, if you want to get rid of it, for one Giovanni, you can Exile two uh, of your Pokemon. So it's a good card in my uh, in my in my watch. What about you, Sublime? 
It's definitely a card to consider playing. I don't think it's going to be like a super prominent supporter, though. Yeah, yeah, it's it's for those. Though it's definitely a one-off because you don't. I don't see unless your whole this is deck your depends supporter. on you. Yeah, yeah. Your unless your whole strategy depends on just discarding stuff from your bench. You shouldn't need one more than one of these. Because you should only be playing two Tapolilis in your bench at a time, I guess. Not without Whatever. some kind of shock lock madness. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of madness, though, I'll tell you what's madness. Madness is having muck and a lot of muck in one card. Of course, la muck and a lot of muck GX a psychic type comes with an HP of also 270, which is beginning to look a little bit uh, of a medium ground when it comes to tag teams. It's either 240. 270 or just plain old 300 sometimes which is crazy and this one has uh, also three attacks first attack bad poison for one psychic two double colorless says uh, or two colorless your opponent's active Pokemon is now poisoned put eight damage counters instead of one on that Pokemon between turns it's second attack poison lick that's 120 damage for one psychic and three colorless if your opponent's active Pokemon is poisoned Heal a hundred damage from this Pokemon, and finally, Sticky Mix GX, which a worse name could have never been created. Your opponent's active Pokemon is now poisoned and paralyzed. If this Pokemon has at least four or more energies attached to it, put fifteen damage counters instead of one on that Pokemon between uh, turns for poison. How much um, does that cost, Jashiro? By the way, it, it costs zero. Energies from the start, so you can come in and immediately do this attack uh, without putting a single energy on it. But in the event that you have four or more energies attached to it, it does poison, paralyze, and then the poison does a hundred and fifty damage counters. Um, so it's it's pretty crazy. Weakness to psychic, resistance to none, retreat cost of two. Four. I want to know what you guys a know. Four. I know poison. Uh, sorry, a four. I know that you got um, Poison has struggled a lot in the TCG so since the dawn of time in the TCG. Is a Muck and a lot of Muck GX able to bring back Poison and make something useful out of it? So, Blime, let's start with you. What do you think? I feel like they always try to do this thing where it's like, oh, you can just do more damage between turns. And it's never been good. Yeah. The only time it was good was when it was an item that could auto poison. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Zeus? You you're you are laughing, Seth. <laughs> I'm gonna low key drop another card in here. Okay. I'm changing what I was talking about. Now I'm talking about this card because, you know, like we talked about Duskstone with the other, this goes with it in hand. Okay. So it does it, it's got the poison thing where it can do eight damage counters. You can combine that with Seviper to do yes. more. You can combine it with some other stuff that does some other poison shenanigans. Like, I think there's there was a Dragalgy that didn't let you retreat. Uh, I don't think it's in standard anymore, but things like that. Um, and then there's this other stadium card called Dust Island, and mm. its effect reads, when a player switches their poisoned active Pokemon with the effect of a trainer card, their new active Pokemon is now poisoned. If there is an effect that alters the amount of damage counters taken from poison, that effect carries over as well. Wow. So your reaction is, oh, I'll just Guzma out of this. Fine. Do it. I dare you. (laughs) 
Because yeah, because then your your active po- your opponent's active Pokemon took 150 coming in. If you Guzma, the, the next new Pokemon thing takes coming 150 in, coming in. You do your also turn. 150 damage. Yeah. Yeah. You continue with your turn, and then they take another 150 as it goes back to them. Yep. It also just combines well with the first attack. I think this is a really cool combo-based kind of deck. And there's so many good Muck and Alolan Muck cards at the moment that this could be really fun. Yeah, I think so. I think it might do something fun. Will it win a regional? I highly doubt it. But it does look like it might be a very fun deck to play in League or in PTCGO. Mm -hmm. So, moving on to the next one, those... uh, Sublime, you had one more card you wanted to talk about. What would that be? Uh, that would be Gengar, which is a stage 2 psychic, 130 HP, all irrelevant. Only thing that matters is its ability, which is called Shadow Pain. And you can use it when you evolve into Gengar, and then you can put 6 damage counters on your opponent's GX or EX Pokemon in any way you like. That's nice. So, That's, it that, is worth noting is it synergizes nice. pretty well with uh, the Ghastly from this set. Which mm-hmm. is when it's knocked out, you can put two Haunter immediately on your bench. From your deck, might we add. From yeah. Yes. So, solid. And that Ghastly only has forty HP. And I immediately when we were discuss- doing the pre show and discussing what we're gonna talk about on the show, I mentioned I-, 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 I can't wait to see how people try to come up with ways to getting rid of Ghastly because your opponent will see Ghastly, will read the the ability and know not to kill it because you'll be helping him. Uh but then Sevilla, without even blinking, or a second goes by, side like, yeah, Giratina, that co- that whenever it attacks, deals forty damage to one of your your Pokemon. There you go. You got your your. And then Giratina's doing even... even more bench damage. Like that's just yeah, solid combo, I guess. It's a but... solid combo. It's, it it is sounds like it's going to be a really good deck. By the way, worth mentioning, it has Richie Cost of Zero. Which that alone, I love everything that has a retreat cost of zero merits to be mentioned. This is the Gengar to be specific, not the Ghastly. The Gengar, sorry, yes, we're talking about the Gengar. Uh, the Gengar has a zero retreat cost, so incredibly uh, good. Its ability is good, its retreat cost is great. Uh, its attack is not that good, but maybe it doesn't need to be. Um, the only other issue that I have is its HP, 130. It's uh, It's a little bit more than the standard 120 uh, damage that usually Pokemon do. So it has 10 HP, but there's still a lot of Pokemon uh, attackers there that do a nice 130, so it can be knocked out, so watch out for that. And Sevillo, you had another card you wanted to go with? Yep, I got one more. I'm getting rid of the middle one because I talked about that stadium. So we're going to talk about the thing that has everyone mad in the community, triple boost energy. (laughs) Because everyone's like, oh, they should ban DCE. They should ban DCE. And they're like, no, three. Three of them Here's are. a three boost energy for you. However, I think this one's balanced. Really balanced mm-hmm. because of the effect. Let me read it. Triple boost energy can only be attached to an evolved Pokemon, first of all. <laughs> Caveat number one. Caveat number two. Discard triple boost energy at the end of the turn it was attached. So you attach it. You do your attack. At the end of that, you discard it. It's gone. And there's not really a yeah. good way to get special special energy back. So it's that's it. I mean, that's the balance that this thing has. It's no DCE. It's not going to be in every deck. It won't help tag teams because they're all basics. And it provides three 
colorless energy as long as it's attached to a Pokemon. Yeah. So your fossils, no no energy. It's not an evolved Pokemon, and it's not a Pokemon. So there. But I think this could give life to things like the Honchkrow, possibly. Uh, Gengar, with its three colorless attack cost. The thing I'm kind of looking to experiment with next set is Sylvalli. Because mm, there's a lot right. of things that... That also requires three energies. Uh-huh. And, and then it charges its own energies up. So there's a lot of stuff that it can do. Um, and there's a lot of fighting stuff that's going to be there's a lot of anti-fighting I should say in this next couple of sets so it might yeah. be time for Sylvalli to brush off the old memory cards and come out well I don't know because something is coming along it's fighting dojo for example it's a stadium that is coming in I picked it because it did remind me of fighting stadium uh, a long time ago around two or three years ago now this one doesn't provide the same amount but it's something new that we can depend on in, st- in standard uh, it's a stadium that reads that the, the attacks of Pokemon with basic fire energies attached to them both yours and your opponent fighting no do- yeah basic uh, fighting. fighting sorry I said the F and a uh, wrong F forward <laughs> do 10 more damage if there is a player with more prize cards remaining the attacks of their Pokemon with basic fi- uh, fighting energy attached to do 40 more damage instead. Now, notice is the Pokemon not just fighting types. Fighting Stadium did that. It was whoever, uh, if fighting types in general. Same thing with good old um, Deonsi Prism Star. Fighting Pokemon only. This, however, is whoever has fighting energies attached to it. So it opens up to up the damage. And ha- doing 40 extra damage because of the stadium, not counting the possibility of having choice ban attached to it, not even ca- not counting the fact that you can play Professor Kukuin to get an extra 20. It's just ridiculous the amount of advantage that you could potentially do in one turn but using sh- Fighting Dojo. But Yushiro, but Yushiro, won't that break Buzzwall? <laughs> Buzzwald. Oh, because the the stadium does not apply to Ultra Beasts. Exactly. It won't, it won't destroy Buzzwald. Uh, but it will maybe consider it would make people consider fi- using other fighting types other than uh good old Buzzwald. Which, to be honest, I'm kind of disappointed. It's still a thing, and I know it's still a thing because Sorak GX is such a big thing still. Yep. Um. So uh, I just I don't mind sort of sort of work. Despite many people having issues with thinking it's too overpowered, I have an issue with Buswald. I do not like Buswald. Anyway, that's it for the cards that we wanted to talk to you in the news section. We're going to move on now to the discussion topical beach. We're going to go ahead and discuss the meta, the tournaments, and the decks that are going around and how things have changed or are changing in the future of TCG. We'll be right back. Hey, Puckalonians, it's Sublime Manic. Can't get enough of your favorite flip-flopping podcast? Then check out our social media. You can find links to our Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, and YouTube all from our website, PuckalePodcast.com. And you can join our Discord to hang out with your favorite hosts and other Pokalonians. Also, check us out at twitch.tv slash thepucklepodcast. And if you have an Amazon Prime account, consider subscribing to our Twitch channel. You can also check us out at YouTube at YouTube slash PucklePodcast. And we also have a Patreon if you're able to give anything at patreon.com slash pucklepodcast. Grab your ice-cold Corsola Cola and pull up a chair. It's time for Tropical Beach. And we are back. I'm going to 
head over to discuss what's going on. We've had a we have a lot of tournaments to go through and a lot of things have happening, but we're going to try it and do it this way and just talk about what we think what's going on and and the most recent tournaments that has happened. And I want to discuss with you two the latest in Collinsville. I forgot the city. <laughs> in Collinsville, uh, Illinois had our most recent U.S. tournament. It was a regional. It was standard format, and it had over one thousand players. Yeah, talking about one thousand fifty-six players went to play in the Collinsville regional, and I think that is just totally crazy. I want to know how many people go play Magic in these tournaments. Probably a lot more. But if these are not ridiculous amount of numbers, I don't know what they are. Yeah. Um, and it's pretty crazy how popular the TCG has just overall exploded. And it's just, it's so much fun. It's it's great. And, and it, it, there's reason behind it because I felt, I've had uh, a lot of people coming back now at this uh, uh, time of year. With they mentioned, yeah, just get back to uh, to this. I'm trying to k- catch up. And it is a little expensive to catch up right now, but I feel that the meta is so healthy that it's just worth playing TCG right now because of how healthy the meta is, because of how much fun and different styles of decks are come out. And, and right now, it's just a toss-up what we're going to expect in Worlds, and it's just exciting. So let's go ahead and tackle over the regional in Collingsville. Uh, Sublime and Savillo, what are you guys expect? Uh, not expectations. What are you guys uh, opinions about this uh, latest tournament, and what do you guys specifically like about the decks that were played? Let's start with you, Sevalo. I'm the way that I've got it. Looking at, I'm looking on Limitless, and my monitor can fit the top twenty-two, mm-hmm. and it's actually <clears throat> a lot more diverse in the top twenty-two than I was kind of expecting from this tournament. I was expecting yeah. everything to be. Pikaram or Zapdos. Now, those did make heavy, heavy appearances, but there are also other things in there that have a little bit more difference. Like, there's Vile Plume. There's Vile Plume. And that came out of nowhere. Let's let's talk about (coughs) Vile Plume for a second. There's two Vile Plumes in the top 12. They're the same 60. But it's like it appeared more than once at the top. That's a good sign. For those at home who don't remember what Vile Plume does, it's the one from Burning Shadows. It has an ability called Disgusting Pollen. <clears throat> and it says, as long as this Pokemon is your active, your opponent's basic Pokemon can't attack. Not No effects of attacks, not anything like that. They can't attack. Mm-mm. So if they have something like, for instance, Picarom that wants to stack energy, you could have, with something you know, like a Hoopa, you could attack and just keep stacking energy. But this, you can't attack at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it it's it's crazy. Not only that, its offensive abilities is not bad at all. Downer shock does sixty damage, and you flip a coin. Yes, you flip a coin, but it does something whether it's heads or tails. Anyway, if it's head, your opponent is now asleep. If it's tails, your active your opponent is now confused. Either way, your opponent has to deal with some status effects if he is uh, on his next turn. So it's a consistent put a, a choice band on it. It does uh, 90 damage. It's a little costly though. Three gra- two grasses and one colorless, but it's still a reliable attacker. But it is worth noting it. this deck only ran one energy. Yes, that, was that's just something gonna I was going to say. Gonna you don't out. need it to attack. However, uh, there are other decks. There are attacking versions of this deck that use things like counter energy and just stacking grass energy. There are versions. The top two of this one did 
do the stall version that didn't do anything, but mm-hmm. there are options. It also contains Regigigas, which is being played now a lot too. Um, it's just because it's a basic uh, non non GX non GX Pokemon that has one eighty HP. That is a wall if you ever see one. Choice Band doesn't work against it, so your opponent can't maybe can't deal that one eighty that usually gets uh, to knock out GXs. It just it's weak to fighting though. It is weak to fighting. That is an issue. Uh, it also contains a Magic Waylord GX, Chuckle GX, Articuno GX. In general, you guys understand the basis of this deck. It is to annoy the Oblivion out of your opponent and not let him actually take a prize. Mm. And That's just... what Vileplume always does. It it's is. Just... It is really scary. Every Vileplume um, is annoying. <laughs> yeah, it is really scary. I'm really worried when I'm going to start seeing this deck in PTCGO. Um, <laughs> yep. I am terrified when this starts showing up on that game because it's going to be just a mess to deal with. Uh, but it's not the only deck. There are other decks that are going around. What else do uh, you guys liked about the decks being played in Collinsville Sublime? What about you? What If there's some one deck you have to pick uh, and talk about, which one would it be? It's my favorite deck to play, actually, which is Zoroark plus Lycanroc plus Alolan Ninetales, which made Ooh, 15th place. Interesting. It's just really versatile. In terms of what you can do with all of your abilities, it's very adaptive. Uh, the deck I play in, which you know, this deck also has that got 15th place, has no basic energy because you can use the Fire Dark Fairy unit energy. Mm, because everything is that, one of those types. Um, fighting. Yeah, that when you attach yeah. it to a Pokemon, it becomes one, one of, of each of, of, the, each any of, of them. Right. Well, yeah, it could them, be any, right. but counts as one. Yes, one, correct. It's like a. And then. Yeah. Go on. Yeah, it's that. And then uh, another, ver- uh, I guess, version of that de- deck with the Zoroark plus Lycanroc that's been doing really well is trading out the uh, Lola Ninetales for Lucario GX. That's the one I really want to build soon. Um, I like it. Continue on. Yeah, I like that. And that's probably one I'm going to go to uh, when we get that Chaos Wheel thing back because then you are running regular fighting energy. Instead yeah, fighting dojo. Uh, yeah, fighting dojo will freaking love. Would be love. great with it. Yeah. Uh, by the way, guys, Lucario GX uh, just to bring out because I know this is a card that was released a while back, but it really hasn't been played all that much until maybe now because it's doing really well with Swordwork and that Lucario G- is Lucario GX. Uh, its first attack, Aurora Strike, does thirty plus for one fighting. If this Pokemon evolved from Riolu. During your this turn, this attack does 90 more damage, so it's a fair 120. Choice band make that 150 on a GX against a GX or an EX. Um, and then if you have Fighting Dojo, it just escalates from there. It's, it's it's a good amount for just one energy. It's really good. Then you have Cyclone Kick, which, like I, we were discussing about Gengar, it does a nice 130 HP, which is really good as a standard attacker. Costs two fast fighting energies in one... Uh, colorless, no special effects other than just 130. It's just a great amount to, to do. With the choice band, it is going to one-shot the tag team Pikachu and Zekron. There we go. There we go. In its and defense, it, have... it would without it, too. It would. Oh, you're right. It. I was thinking it's it had more HP. that it has, yeah. Yep, so it one-shots that. That's, that's nice. It one-shots, yep. Which and is... then you have Cankerous... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, which is the reason it's probably in this deck. It's probably... Yeah, exactly. Um, and then we have Conqueror's Speeddown GX does 30 times for two colorless only, so one double colorless on this bad boy. This attack does 30 damage for each damage counter on this Pokemon. Basically, we've seen this before uh, with Taurus, and we've seen it with the Matchamp GX, which nobody plays. But basically, the more it, the more um, damage counters 
Lucario has just the more ridiculous amount of damage it does. If you don't so, one-shot it, it's a really strong attack. It really is. It really is. Now, um, that, that that's also a great deck, a good suggestion there. The one that I am particularly interested in, other than the Lucario version of Sodorak Lycanroc, is that Malamar Giratina. It's not part of the top, uh, of the top. But I've been playing around with it in the PTCGO, and I'm liking where it's going. I I, I like to call it um, like a never-ending engine of damage. So it's based on having four Malamars and then having three Giratinas, and what and these are of course the Giratina from Lost Thunder, which basically um, if it's in your discard pile, its ability allows you to revive it onto your bench. And doing tw- uh, 10 damage to two of your opponent's bench Pokemon while it's doing it. And then it has Shadow Impact, which does 130. That's two Psychic Energies and one Colorless. And then puts four damage counters onto one of your opponent, which is okay. You can even put it on your own Giratina because you know it's going to die. Uh, and then and- you can exile it. Yeah. <laughs> and then the why this deck is really fun to play with is because once your retina dies it just comes back you recharge it with your malamar and then it's doing 130 again that same turn Mm -hmm. and you're only giving your opponent one price card while doing a hefty amount of damage so it's a very interesting uh card that i think it's we're gonna see a lot more of giratina going forward than people expected that's at least my one of my um Prediction is that we're going to see a lot more of Giratina because it's such a versatile card to use, and the options of just using it are endless. I, I just love it. Now, that's Collinsville. It is worth noting before we move on from Collinsville that the number one spot for this one uh, was taken by, by Blacephalon, um, but a lot has changed since then, and... Um, I don't know if we're going to continue on seeing Blacephalon all that much. I feel like it's dying. What do you guys think? I agree. <clears throat> There's other things that are just so much faster and can do so much damage that don't depend on something sitting on your bench. I'm looking at you, yeah. Pika-Rom. <laughs> uh, and other things that have unlimited damage caps like like Blacephalon does, but can do it much more reliably without hitting a point in the game where you can't do any damage. Looking at you, Ultra Malamar, um, yes, I think it had its time. It can still come up, as we can clearly see, but it's it's not reliable. There are some quad Blacephalon lists that I've seen that don't rely on the Naganadal. Yeah, um, those could be interesting, especially when we get some more fire support next set. But until next set, I think Blacephalon's had its day, and it's going to be Ultra Malamar, Pika Rom, Jirachi Zapdos, with Zoroark scattered in there. Yeah, and and speaking of Solarwark scattered around there, Solarwark has not really diminished in its prevalence in, in the meta. Ever since it's been out, it has just been a constant uh, uh, presentation of pure effectiveness. Uh, it is so consistent, and it does really good damage, and it's just so difficult to deal with that some people in the um, in the community are saying, is it really worth it? to play anything other than Sodorak right now since it's clearly shown to be the most consistent and the most effective why are people still playing other decks and should they even bother Sublime let's start with you what do you think about that questioning that's coming out of I the community I think people complaining need to get over it play it if you like it or play something <laughs> else if you don't obviously 
plenty there was a lot of variety as we just discussed so yes. it didn't even come in first place so y'all need to go home and find something else to whine about no it's a great <laughs> card and i love it like it's one of my favorite it's one of my favorite cards to use right now it you're not forced to too. use it there are so many different archetypes that are viable right now so either i don't know get better or play it or don't play it why is this even a conversation stop people <laughs> well i'm only refl- the question comes directly from the community only reflecting the questions asked down there what about you said vital what do you think sort work in standard it's fine however yeah. in expanded i could see this needing some kind of control measure put in place i don't know a lot about expanded but i pay attention enough to know that it's basically the only thing that's played without other things. Pikaram, Ultra Malamar, those are also seen and expanded, but Zoroark is by far the king, because it's got Skyfield, yeah. it's got Propagate Execute, it's got Double Colorless versus Seeker, it's got everything that it really wants. So I could see something done there. But in Standard, I mean, look at the results of these tournaments. It's there, but it's not, like, the only thing you see. It's not, like, 7 out of the 8 of a top 8 or anything. Yeah, like... exactly. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you, both of you. I mean, I... It... It is people ask this question without looking at the statistics and looking at the actual stats. And the actual stat is yes, twenty five percent of the community, as they uh, as it is, is playing Sodorc. Twenty six point six six to be precise. It's Sodorc alone has gathered one thousand two hundred and seventeen points worth, a uh, championship points worth, in its existence in the competitive scene. It is a deck that everyone is playing, uh, or a good chunk of the community is playing, but it's also a deck that doesn't win all the time. Um, it is very consistent, but there's way around it, and those tournaments that we've, we're going, we're discussing shows you that Sodorc is not just, it's not really, it is a very important player in the game, but it's not really taking all the championship, let's say like Night March did when it was around in Standard. Where it was constantly every tournament number one night march. People were so sick of night march, they just wanted to throw it away, and and it became a whole thing. We're not seeing that with Sodorc. We're seeing, on the other hand, I am incredibly surprised at the amount of variety of decks based on Sodorc. There's no one way to play Sodorc. There's so many different ways of playing Sodorc that I think that alone give it so much, I have to give so much credit to its existence, the fact it's such, such a versatile card that you can just you let your imagine, uh, imagination loose and just create what you want based on it and see how it goes. It's just I, yeah. I mean, that's what happens thing. when you have good draw engine as your ability. Yeah. Like, Of yeah. course it's good to play. But speaking of draw engine, there is a draw engine that people are also kind of complaining. And this one, I might actually have to play double advocate here. And that is the Mars Shadow. So for those of you at home, Mar- uh, Let Loose Mars Shadow is a little baby one that when you play it, it forces you and your opponent to draw four cards. Um, to shuffle your, your hand back into your deck and force you to, to draw four more cards. Now, people are complaining because Mars Shadow has been such an effective ta- uh, turn one tool that people are freaking out. So people who are starting, the, when you start the game, the person that's first place, if they manage to play a Mars Shadow and force your opponent before he even starts his first turn to just this put everything back and draw only four has really made a lot of people just rage quick quit i've had that happen in ptco quite a few times where i've had the, i've been the one that have the marsh shadow play it and then your opponent is like well done 
concede, move on to the next match. I can't come back from it. And I've ha- been on the other end when it's been done to me, and I haven't quit, but I've tried, and I feel that the the trail to you get to getting back to where you were supposed to be at the beginning is a really hard one, which is really hard to get to. So my question to you guys is, let's start with you, Savillo. What do you think? What is your honest description or feelings about Marshadow? And do you think Marshadow might be a little overpowered? Speak, speaking specifically in uh, in standard. Speaking specifically in standard, I even in expanded, I don't think it's immensely overpowered. I've been on the giving end and the receiving end of a lot of let loose, mm-hmm. and there are ways to claw your way back. Be that some kind yeah. of draw supporter, you have to play more of them. Very honestly, you've got to play a lot of them. You play the four Synthi, you play the four Lily. We just got new ones in things like Bill's Maintenance, Erica's Hospitality. We're Erica's getting some other ones. A big one, yeah. And I think the other thing that really kind of holds Marshadow in check a little bit is the new Jirachi, which will be yes. kind of a new draw supporter. That's a good point. Uh, that's, that's one reason I cut it from my lists a lot in recent times, because my main deck right now is Ultra Malamar, which has the option to run uh, Let Loose. You can find it with Mysterious Treasure, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, I was on the receiving end of Let Looses, and I just, okay, Jirachi, go. Oh, look, a lily, just what I needed. Um, I, it really kind of holds it off from being absurd. And with how good and how just easily fit in every deck Jirachi is, I don't think it's too bad. Yeah, me either. What about you, Sublime? I don't either. I've never even liked that card, like... Adjust, adjust your deck so that if you're at four poker, at four cards, that's not the end of the world. True. And then, like, if you're playing Marshadow, then you now have a crappy 70 HP Pokemon on your bench. While that's true, sometimes if you can cripple your opponent to the point that they can't claw back, but you still have all eight of your cards in your hand after you played something. It's it's not really something you can exactly prep for without having your deck have built-in draw support. And if it happens on yeah. turn one, like before you've even had a chance to touch that, that's your deck, the key. It, it's yeah. The, the question about Marshadow is not its existence; it's its turn one effect that could cripple an opponent mm-hmm. before he even has. A it's chance not like to, this is a new play. effect, though. No. Like red card was in X and Y, and we never had this conversation over red card uh-huh. even though you could do it turn one exactly that is true that is very true yeah like why are we complaining now like no exactly no. That's... why do people complain I don't understand <laughs> that's the that's the I think the thing is it makes it much more searchable because you can find it with Ultra yeah. Ball Mysterious Treasure whatever you want that's what makes it different than red card so it's a yeah. little a little off but I uh, don't think it's a to... problem me neither it's overall not, like, uh, no. I do understand the complaints because it is an issue when it is turn one but i don't think it's such an issue that it's not like they're donking you on turn one right when shift tree remember the shift tree yeah uh eventually i think it got yeah yeah, it was turn one dunk it was banned eventually banned that is an issue because you're losing before you even have a chance to have a chance correct yeah but marshadow doesn't do that it just makes your starting point much you know you, you lack behind you have to climb up i had one this one and we can end the marshadow discussion with this anecdote uh and this was i think it was as recent as yesterday i played marshadow on my turn one draw my six my four cards my opponent draw his four cards and then on the fourth cards 
it was a lily, and I just draw upon the lily, so I had all my eight cards at the end of my turn, and my opponent had only four. He, uh, needless to say, that he conceded as soon as he drew the card. Yep. Um, so it is an issue that might be reflected, but it might it might need to be addressed, but it doesn't need to be addressed Does by it? Pokemon Inter... Let me finish? <laughs> it doesn't Does need it? to be addressed by the Pokemon company. It needs to be addressed by the players, as in adjust your decks to prepare and expect a turn one Marshadow. Yeah, and here's an idea. If you're just, like, not going to play the game because it upsets you so much, then uh, there you go. Don't play the game. Problem solved. <laughs> there we go. Okay, so uh, that being said, um, another thing, and, and we, I know we also talked that we're going to talk a little bit too with this special uh, event in uh, Cannes, uh in France. But before we do that, since we have Sev Vilo back, there's an important question I've been meaning to ask. Oh, God. There's been a lot of new decks coming out. We've had, as we just discussed, Valplum. That um, Magic Carp slash Wellord GX card is incredibly heavy. <laughs> we got that Hoopa, Hoopa uh, that protects itself from GX and EX Pokemon. Same to it. Both Alolan nine, Baby Ninetales, both Fairy and uh, the Water version. I see where this is going. Is, yeah, the question is, my pal, said Vilo, as a person of considerable experience using this very obnoxious tactic, <laughs> are style of decks back? I think yes and no. They can be back. Okay. I know, I'm going to give the really good, really, really nice political answer and say yes and no. Uh, <laughs> They're kind of back because we're seeing things like Vileplume. We're seeing things that give you a lot more control. See our Marshadow discussion that just happened. And Judge's yeah. Whistle and Venusaur uh, Celebi that heals forever. Things like that. Oh god, yes, I forgot that one. There's a lot of options. And you can stall in a whole bunch of different ways. And also we've got ones coming. Like the Lucario Melmetal GX that says, hey, GX attack... For a double colorless, by the way, all your metal Pokemon take 30 less damage forever for the rest of the game. There's going to be some <laughs> judge crazy. call because someone did math wrong at turn 80 <laughs> because they forgot that effect was still prevalent. I guarantee it. But yeah, I think they are kind of back. Do I think they're the big threat? Not at all. Because there's overwhelming offense that really kind of takes it on. Like, a stall yeah. deck might hinder a Pika Rom. There's a lot. I have a lot of opinions about Pikachu Zek Rom. Uh, a stall deck yeah, might hinder we'll it for get a to couple those. turns, but it's not going to stop it. It has ways around no. everything. So, yeah, I I think it's yeah. okay right now. I don't think it's what you should pick up and take to a League Cup, mainly because there they're go. in range of punching you, and <laughs> you don't want to do that. Yeah, there's just so many ways to do so much damage nowadays. Yeah. That if you if your opponent managed to find the little loophole that uh, from all the extra um, effects that your opponent just completely pour on you, if you're able to find a small loophole when you can just go in and attack, they they really there's not much they can do to get back into the game. So, um, but the way they're going, and and you're gonna see one why when we discuss Canes now. It is that if they continue going as they are, we might see a comeback and we might see Staldex be a bigger thing in the near near future. Now, speaking of the uh, the uh, why, it's because of the special event that we had in Cannes in France. We had in to Cannes. And Cannes, Cannes, Cannes. We formally apologize if we are pronouncing yes. that wrong. Anybody who speaks French. 
Yes, I am so sorry, our Canadian uh, brothers and sisters and our uh, French Italian, uh, French Italian, what was that? <laughs> French brothers and sisters. Um, sorry for our mispronunciation of your dear city. Uh, however, we have this one event. We have 240 masters and we have the top three. I wanted to discuss the, the top three we got because I think these top three might be where we're headed. And that is, which we haven't discussed much, Saptus Dex, the sudden climbing up of stall decks in Regigigas and Hoopa, and then the, what seems to be complete domination for now of Picacrom. And let's go ahead and tackle those three decks. We got the Saptos, uh, the Saptos Jolti online. This is this the deck that is based on Saptos doing early hits. It's able to do 80 damage in turn one. You can use it to 80 basically knocks out anything that evolves. Um, and it's just a very powerful way of starting the game. And then when things get a little bit crazier, you have your Jolteon that not only does an average amount of damage, it's really good, uh, but can also protect you from anything for one whole turn. And then if you really need to do massive damage out of nowhere, you have the Tapu Koko GX, which as soon as you play it, it just collects all the energies that's available, goes into the active, and if you have those electro powers, you are doing massive amount of damage on and your opponent didn't even see it coming. These this deck has been going on heavily. What are your opinions on these? Sublime, I want to start with you. What is your opinion about Jirachi, Saptos, uh, and Jotian? And what do you feel Electric is going to? I think it's really good. I like that it's uh, an Electric deck that doesn't even have to rely on the Pikachu Zekrom tag team. So I feel like Electric is really versatile right now in how you want to build. And it's just like a really solid uh, choice. It really is. Electro powered is so it, I almost want to call it like electric toolbox. That's right? that's something that a lot of people have been calling it, especially with the yeah. inclusion of Pikaram, because pretty much all of those tools that you listed, Jishiro, are in the winning Pikachu Zekrom deck. Mm-hmm. It's just yep. oh, we cut two slots for the big boy. Exactly. Yeah, it, yeah, and it's electric great because Zero Aura exists. Like, and it's great to see Electric doing so well. When was the last time we saw Electric actually doing well in the TCG, or at least standard? Um, uh, I want to say Electric. Yeah, uh, since Electric since was that Electric? Was it Electric? Was the last time? Yeah. Um, was that before or after Night March? Is before. Before oh, Night March then. Although I don't yeah. know that I would count Night March as an electric. No, it's deck. not. Me too. It's not. It doesn't. It's count a Night March. It's only, deck. it's only electric so, by yeah, accident. It's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, there you have it. It's been more than four years, three years since Electric has become prominent on the TCG. So it's it's really welcoming to see it doing so well. Um. Next we have the 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 second deck that was doing really well on that tournament, and that was the stall deck that is based on Hoopa, um, Baby Hoopa, and the Regigigas. As mentioned, Regigigas only there because it does a hundred. It has a hundred and eighty HP. You got Hoopa, Baby Hoopa, which is protected from GX and EX Pokemon. You have a Giraffarig, which has Get Lost, which puts two cards from your opponent's discard pile to the Lost Stone, and they have Mind Shock that you really don't care about. 
Then Durant has Nako, uh, the, of course, Mountain Munch, which is a, a staple in every stall deck. Discard the top two cards from your opponent's deck by t for two double colorless. You got that Lugia GX for the, uh, for Lost Person specifically, it's the GX. Your opponent's active Pokemon and all cards attached to it go to the Lost Storm, Lost Zone. And only cost three energies. And then lastly, you got that Chuckle GX that if your opponent active Pokemon has two or less or fewer uh, energies, it can't damage Chuckle. So it's there, all of there, to make sure you give your opponent the biggest headache it can have while it's just continuously not letting you attack him. So, um, Savilo, what do you think about this particular since you like this? <laughs> <laughs> it's It's somewhat fun to just watch it, it's really fun to inflict that feeling of inevitability on an opponent uh, for those of you who <laughs> are going the to the devil. for those of you who are going to face me in draft league have fun but <laughs> <laughs> when you have them in a position that you, they, you know they can't do anything to you that's the kind of sadist feeling that these people that play these decks like to do I actually I'm not all that acquainted with stall tactics and TCG because I I feel sorry for the person when they're sitting across from me when I when they don't have a face it's it's fine um, but yeah there's a lot of tools and items in this card it's a very adaptable deck you can really do a lot with it I'm surprised there's not the unknown hand in here personally um, well that's true it, it is missing the unknown hand yeah, but that's a common thing in a lot of them. Um, it's got a lot of tools to get things done, and I don't think it's going to be the best because there's so many ways around it. But yeah, that's that's stall decks for you. <laughs> and then lastly, uh, which is a great point, so we can jump on to our last segment of the turn uh, of the podcast, and that is deck of the episode, and that is the first player winner, uh, Gustavo Wada, as he played the famous. Picacrom deck. Now this is deck of the episode, so the segment cutter should have uh, appeared right about. Yo, it's your boy Guzma, and it's time to break or, 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 or break down the deck of the episode. There you go. That there's the uh, the cutter. Um, and we're into deck of the episode. Now, this deck is we chose this deck because it not only did it win the last special event. But also because it's everywhere right now. It is winning so much and it's being so prevalent that we just have no choice but to talk about Pikachu and Sakura. Now, I have to start this by saying that for all the <laughs> frustrations uh, and all the um, attacks about me calling bad uh, <laughs> Talonflame... For all the, for all the attacks on me because I said the mysterious treasure was not that good, <laughs> which you deserve. Agreed. <laughs> I haven't said I haven't said I didn't, but I have to say I have to take credit because on the last review of tag team I was the only one that gave Peacock Sacrum, uh, uh super effective. Everyone was like, "Meh, it's not." That I was good. screaming no, no. at my car as I was listening to people say, "Oh, it's not that." Bad. No, it's as fine. a reminder. Who was on that so we can blame them now? <laughs> it was R Sigma and I believe. Um, oh my! I forgot the second host. Was forgive me. <laughs> <laughs> I was just screaming. No, it's the best deck in format, or at least it will be. <laughs> believe me. <laughs> So let me go ahead and take whatever credit I can have because it's not much <laughs> when I can take credits. 
and say at least I saw this coming. Now, that being said, <laughs> let's go ahead and talk about Pikachu Sekram. Pikachu Sekram is a beast. 240 HP may be low in terms of um, HP uh, in tag team uh, cards, but it is okay because it's attacks more than make up for it. Full Blitz, three lightning energies, does 150, and then you search your deck for three more electric energies, lightning energies, and then you attach them to any Pokemon you want. Could be on its own Pikachu Sekum to prepare for Tack Ball GX, its GX attack, or it could be another Sekum, uh, Pikachu Sekum on your bench, so you're ready with it <laughs> when your opponent believes it's almost knocking out Pikachu Sekram, there's another one waiting for you at the bench. And then Tack Bolt GX, which is really what makes this deck just completely out of control. Three lightning energies, but effectively with six lightning energies. Tack Bolt GX does 200 damage on your act on your opponent's active, and then 170 to one of your opponent's bench Pokemon. If he, like we discussed when we were talking about uh, Giovanni's Exile, if your opponent has any Lelis on your bench, say goodbye to it. You're, uh, you just won four prizes in one turn. It is crazy how powerful this card it is. And not only is it so powerful on its own, as talked to, uh, as we discussed with uh, um, Sabdos and Jirachi and Jotian, it has so much support based on attacks that it's just ridiculous the amount of damage it can do every turn. It is just crazy. I'll stop talking now and gushing over this. I'm going to jump to Sublime. Sublime, give me, give me the 411 about what you think about Pikachu Sekram, the deck I think in general. It's... Uh, remarkable how energy hungry Pikachu Zekrom is, mm-hmm. and yet how energy light almost every other card in the deck is. And I think yes. that kind of works in its favor a lot. Um, there you have a lot of these cards that either let you redistribute the energy when you need them to, mm-hmm. or um, only cost it like co- one or two energy. And then yep. you have, and then you have like oh, Thunder Mountain, of course. I was gonna say you read my mind. Yep. <laughs> um, and I think what makes Electric just so good as a um as a toolbox deck right now is the support. Like, Electro Power is just ridiculous yeah. as an item. Yeah, it is. And Valkner is incredibly good in these decks. Valkner, mm-hmm. uh, for those of you who don't remember, search your deck for an item card and the Lightning Energy card. Reveal them and put it into your hand. So if you have Sacramon, you can search your deck for, what, a choice band if you need it, maybe? So you can do 180 <laughs> uh, with uh, Full Blitz instead of 150. But you can just pick another Electro Power and do more damage. Uh, it's just the amount of possibilities you can do is pretty, pretty outstanding. Um, Sevilla, what about you? You had much to say yeah. about Pikachu Sekram. Now's the time to say it. I've friend. been playing with this deck a little bit, and I just feel like some kind of some kind of god when I'm playing with Pikachu Zekrom because you can do a little bit of everything. You want to start the game early and do some pokes with Zapdos Jirachi? You've yeah. basically got a Zapdos Jirachi deck. You want to do some spread damage? You've got Jolteon to stop Night March, not March, ah, Lost March from doing stuff by doing spread because it's weak to spread. If you need to stall a turn, Jolteon's there to stall a if turn. If you want to anti-stall, you've got Zeraora to make you retreat for free. If you really want to stop Zapdos from doing what it wants, you've got a single copy of Absol that adds a retreat cost to something so Jirachi can't retreat for free. And one of the most deadly combos that I've seen with this is turn two. Um, you've got the Zero you've got the Zero Aura down, you've got a Pikachu Zekrom down, you've got one energy from turn one on it. Turn two you drop Volkner to grab Ultra Ball Electric Energy 
you Ultra Ball discarding two electric energies <laughs> for the GX. No, for the or not the GX. This Prism for Star, the Tapu Koko right? Prism, Prism Star, Star Tapu Koko. that yep. has the effect. It has the uh, ability Dance of the Ancients once during your turn. If this Pokemon's on your bench, you may choose two of your bench Pokemon and attach an energy discard from your discard pile to each of them. If you do discard all cards attached to this. Coco and put it in the lost zone. So you you ultra ball away two electric energies to get Coco. You put two energies on the field. You energy switch all over the place. So turn two, you've got a fully three charged Pikaram. Maybe mm-hmm. drop an electro power or three, and you knock out what's in front of you and charge yourself up for the next turn. It's like okay, um, your king is surrounded. Basically checkmate, but go ahead and try and wiggle out of it. Have fun. Yeah. It's too fast for its own comfort. Even though it requires so much energy, Spikakron can be ready at turn two, and that's pretty freaking crazy. Yeah. It is crazy how much power and how fast it is. Um, is it the perfect deck? Is it winning everything? No. Uh, it, its weakness to fighting is key. Although Zapdos um, helps out a lot with that. Yeah. Does, yeah. Zapdos does help a lot with that. It is resistance to fighting. Um, so, but it is doing the rounds and people are just still trying to get acquainted with Pikachu Segram and see all the ways they can effectively charge against it. And I feel like we're still getting there. Uh, and depending on the support we might get, maybe with the support that um, Double Blaze brings into the game. Uh, for fighting types, that might change. But as it is right now, Pikachrom is a force of nature to be reckoned with. And you should not, definitely not, take it lightly. Uh, as this is the deck of the episode, congratulations to Gustavo Wada for the first place in Kness. And we are going to be posting... <laughs> Stop. <laughs> We're going to be posting this, uh, this deck uh, for you guys to see. And you guys can build your own and try it out. And that's it. That's the end of the show. I only have a few more announcements. In fact, I did, I had a big announcement that I was supposed to do at the beginning of the show, and, but I'll talk about it right now. And I think I'll just uh, uh, record something apart and putting on the on the start of the show before the show begins. And that is, ladies and gentlemen, the TCG the 2019 TCG tournament. It is already in effect. It is on its way. I can give you, uh, not only confirm for you guys that we are going to have a tournament really soon, I can give you a start date. And that start date is April 15th. Once you finish your taxes, you're coming here and you're playing some TCG for some amazing prices. Um, it is going to be standard format and it's going to be Swiss and it's going to be much like we've done in the past, except that now we have much much more um, the, the Puckle has grown a lot since the last tournament so we have a lot more things in store for you uh, for this tournament so mark your calendars guys today's the announcement I will give you a last check on my next show before it starts uh, in April 15 and then we all going to complete battle each other for to get our 2019 TCG Puckle Champion, and I can't wait for you to see what you guys bring because there's so many ways that people can win this tournament because of how healthy the format is right now. Other than that, thank you. So, guys, I hope you enjoy the new format. This is not a finalized format either. Changes might happen soon. We are evolving, and we're trying to make this show way better for you guys so you guys enjoy listening to all your TCG love um, and news. With that, Sublime... Thank you so much for being here with me tonight. 
Thank you so much. And if a card bothers you, then hello? stop playing. Sublime? Hello? Yes, hello. I'm here. He's very quiet. There we go. It's I'm very here. quiet. Well, the good news is my audio's fine, so... Oh, weird. And thank you so much, Sevillo. My pleasure. I love talking about my pieces of cardboard. <laughs> and Villo's with that, guys, you villain. can hear the guitar in the background. It's closing time. Keep on TCGing, guys. And prepare yourself, guys, because the tournament is on its way, and we need a new champion. We'll see you on the next episode. Have a great day. you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.